Welcome to The 8 Billion Project, where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet. I'm your host, Lisa Florida. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The 8 Billion Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Florida, and today I am super excited about my guest, Ryan Forrest. Ryan is a former D1 wrestler turned digital marketing ninja. He's currently the VP of Marketing at Connected, a LinkedIn lead generation company. He is into mindful living, which includes movement, meditation, and earth medicine. And he is a future chief shaman officer. So welcome, Ryan Forrest, to the 8 Billion Podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Lisa. It's an honor to be here. I am fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> well, I am going to jump into it. Well, it seems like, Ryan, you have just made the move, or well, not too long, well, like you made the move from California, where mm-hmm. I'm from, all the way to Indiana. Yeah, about eight months ago, uh, I was getting some omens from the universe that it was time to uh, change directions. I was working as a freelance digital marketer, uh, which has its perks of freedom, um, yet when the lockdowns came around and there was no ability to have uh, movement around and to go out and see other people, I decided it was time to be around other people that were uh, moving in a similar direction to me, and uh, like I said, some omens called me over to Indiana and I can elaborate on what, what I mean by omens because I think that will lead into the spiritual discussion here today. Um, have you ever read the, the book, The Alchemist? You know what? It might've been a while, but uh, I definitely have heard of it. And it, if anything, I have to go to, through my box of books again to, to bring those out. And, you know, I've been reading a lot of books lately. So yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's one of my top three favorite books. Highly recommend it to anyone watching. Um, and on page 43, I won't go too deep into what it's about, but on page 43, one of the words is uh, learn to follow omens or learn to recognize omens and follow them. And so what omens are, are basically these signs from the universe. Um, in, in other words, God speaking to you. So many times God, the universe source, however we want to call it, is communicating with us very directly, but we're not listening. And so there's constantly these little hints about which direction we should go. And I've learned recently to really tune into those hints. And some of those hints were just leading me to come to Indiana, uh, working with the LinkedIn lead generation company around a lot of young, motivated um, hustlers and I'm really in the empire building phase of my life. So it's an exciting time to be here. And Indiana was a lot more open and that's something I was really excited about. So got to live my life more here. No, let's elaborate on omens, right? Because I was just going to say, you know, digital marketing brings so much freedom and of Mm -hmm. course, like a lot of abundance financially and all that kind of stuff. And to go from like, you know, to go from that into corporate, that is a different one. Everyone was switching the opposite during yeah. that. So would you elaborate on what those omens might be? Because I am huge on omens and signs from the universe. Absolutely. Um, some of the omens were basically California being in lockdown for the very foreseeable future. I did not see that changing. And so as a freelance digital marketer, I was spending a lot of time working alone at my house, which definitely has its perks of the complete freedom. Yet, uh, if that goes on long enough without you being able to get out and really socialize, um, that is a lot of what gives us fulfillment as humans, that, that connection. And here I get to not just freelance and do everything on my own. I get to work with a team of people uh, that can do some of the things that maybe aren't my strongest suits so that we can collaborate together to build something great. Yeah. So that was, it was just calling to, and you, that's what I'm saying. Like for me, Omen started becoming really big for me. Like for some reason there was a shift. Like I lost my mom in 2018 to cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. And that first, that year proceeding was really like, it was really long. I mean, it was very long because it, of course I think I was like healing, but mm-hmm. once like she hit her one year anniversary, it was like September, 2019 everything just sped up. Like Mm -hmm. I just started seeing angel numbers like everywhere. I mean, those are part like omens, right? Like your one, one, ones too. But I was literally seeing 25 to 30 a day, if not even close to 50. And I was even showing my sister, I was like, look, look. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. 
But I mean, angel numbers are just one type of omen. Sometimes they can be impartings from the universe, yeah. right? It just depends on how clear your channel is or your ability to listen. Yeah. And what are those angel numbers communicating to you? Well, for me, I mean, I you know, I was so fascinated by it. Then I started looking at it. Right. And like one, one, one would just be like, notice your thoughts at the time. Right. And then I think like eight, eight, eight was abundance or something. And then seven, seven, seven was spiritual, but it could be anything what it is to you. They can, you know, you can look them up and they can be, you know, they can have definitions to them. Right. But it can be whatever that is to you. I was just seeing them in such like, you know, volumes, you know, and all the time, it was just like something was changing and shifting internally in me. Although I feel like my first leg of my spiritual journey probably started in 2008. um, It just bumped up right after that. So I, I think that became a series for me in huge spiritual awakening. And then 2020, when the pandemic hit was big for me because I stayed I stayed, you know, it was just me and my son. And then I went into deep meditation. And of course, you know, I tuned, you know, I tuned all media off, like mainstream media off. And I tuned into like the biggest channel, which is, you know, my higher self. And then that's why I'm here today with you on the other side. Um, But, you know, Ryan, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, being between being the VP of connected right now and wanting, you know, you're going to um, scale that to 50 million, right. Um, To being, you know, going through a personal development journey and then also going down the journey of plant medicine. And um, could you elaborate on like where your personal development journey started? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous to share this, but I will. I've never, I've never shared this publicly. I've only shared this in small groups. Um, I used to be kind of the shy kid in the corner. I was, I was always an athlete, an Eagle Scout. I was doing well in school. And so I was more focused on uh, doing well in those areas than socializing. And yet when I saw my friends, I saw they were having fun. They were interacting with girls and they, they had like girlfriends I didn't have any girlfriends through high school or really through the first couple of years of college. And <laughs> what led to this journey, what really started it was I was on an, a uh, website for lonely people you may have heard of called Pornhub. And there, was, <laughs> and there was an ad on there that said, Hey, there's 21 steps to get a girlfriend. I'm like, what? I'll, I'll click, I'll bite and uh, watch this video sales letter, which funny enough, that is digital marketing as its core. I create some things like that. It's, it's evolved quite a bit from there. <laughs> but that threw me into this world of man improvement of understanding masculine, feminine dynamics, different paradigm shifts, different ways of being as a man. And really that evolved into the more spiritual side of masculine and feminine energy. Uh, way of the Superior Man became one of my favorite books. And I really became obsessed with this world in, in really improving myself because basically I, th- I think at the core, um, while I want to build empire and have the freedom to travel the world and all this other stuff at the core, I believe what I want, what most people really want is just to love and be loved. And yes. so I was really pushing to be the best version of myself so I could attract people into my life that would basically love me for being me and that I could add value to them. No, that's, that's amazing. You know, so all of your personal development started off with like books that you read, right? Yeah, did you yeah. do any seminars? Like, cause I did, oh, yeah. you know, there's landmark yeah. and there's Sci seminars. I'm a huge so, student of Sci seminars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that was just my start. And I'd also had another kind of side journey start uh, with business um, with Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Amway, which I was in for a month. That was not the right business model for me, but that also kicked off uh, that side of personal development and business improvement. And uh, my, one of my main mentors at the time in that uh, man improvement space said, Hey, you know, one of the best ways to track women is and to have the freedom to do what you want, when you want, with who you want um, digital marketing. 
So like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> so he's like, make six figures from anywhere in the world on your laptop. I was like, sold. Let's let's do that. And so <laughs> that led me into going to all these books and or reading all these books, buying online courses, going to seminars, in-person events of different kinds. And I really became obsessed with this world. Um, actually went thousands of dollars into debt, spent way more money than I had because I knew I was like anything that I invest in myself to learn these things will come back tenfold later on in life. Right. Yes, absolutely. These principles and um, digital marketing happens to be the vehicle through which I can implement these things to, to really help others because I, I help awesome entrepreneurs get their message out to the world um, selling products and services that I believe in, that I know can help people. And so like with our current company, the LinkedIn lead generation company, a lot of entrepreneurs were struggling to get new leads and sales in COVID because they were used to networking events and in-person meetings being their main source of business. And so by helping get this product into entrepreneurs hands, they are better able to get more business, serve more customers, feed their family better and live the life that they want. So it's really my way of, it's a win-win situation where the more people I help, the, the more I can rise my, elevate myself as well. Wow. So then that's where it started. But then is, is it the personal development seminars that actually led you down into starting the journey of plant medicine? Because mm. this is where we are going to, I was like, this yes. is what I'm so excited about. There's many different uh, journeys along the way. So where that started was, I was about 20 and I think like most people uh, wanted a deeper understanding of God and, and spirituality and where I stood in the universe. And um, I, I went to church my whole life, uh, most Sundays, and had just had some questions along the way. It was, it was a good church, really good people there. Um, I, I learned a lot of good stuff, uh, but I'd had some questions along the way. And really started to explore that in college. And at one point I actually went atheist for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but then I started to experiment with mushrooms and LSD. And <laughs> that shifted my perspective a little bit because you can start to see more of the world around you, the, the energetic world around you. And like, oh, we're surrounded by this energy of love. There's more connectedness than I can see in this everyday waking reality. Um, that was the start and it <laughs> elevated quite a bit from there. So I don't know how far we want to take it. <laughs> and, then, and then from there you decided to, now is plant medicine, you know, a lot of, is plant medicine considered, I mean, is it called ayahuasca or is there, is ayahuasca just one of the different plant medicines that are available out there? Ayahuasca is one of uh, of a few, but that is the primary one. When people refer to plant medicine, generally they're talking about ayahuasca. Some people are referring to weed. I don't really consider that as much. Um, some people are referring to different tobacco kinds, but uh, ayahuasca is the primary one. And that honestly for me has had the most profound impact and the, the deepest insights into uh, different levels of consciousness, uh, God, spirit world, etc. Yeah. You know, what's interesting though, is I've been, I've been seeing a lot of it. I'm getting omens a lot. And that's why when, when I was introduced to you and I saw that you had done plant medicine, I was like, shaman, another shaman. I was, even when I started this journey of like ev this ever unfolding, like vision of this calling, mm -hmm. something was even telling me like, I need to go see a shaman because when I was in personal development, I came across other shamans too. So I was like, I need, I need to see a shaman, but Vishen, who is the founder of mind Valley has been actually doing a lot of sponsored, like um, a sp sponsored marketing on his yeah. experience on ayahuasca. And he's seeing so many executive business executives <laughs> right now are turning to it to have, you know, clarity on where their visions are taking them. Um, did yes. you, okay, did you, did you say that you started at the age of 20? When was your first experience of ayahuasca? First experience of ayahuasca, I was 25, I believe. 25. Um, did you go down to South America to do it? So I had, I'd learned about it at 20 and didn't get to do it until 
or 21, I believe, and didn't get to do it until 25 because I believed the only way to do it was to go down to the jungles of Peru and spend a week down there and been able to do that. Uh, but I did a little research. Um, I, at 25, I was almost a year out of a uh, breakup that was still uh, deeply affecting me emotionally. Um, deeply in love. And I thought I might spend my life with this woman. Um, and so I was still processing some of that. I'd moved across the country, um, things hadn't worked out. Um, but also I had lost an opportunity that was my dream, dream job. I was working with a a bigger entrepreneur that, um, was living the kind of life that I wanted. I really, um, saw him as a mentor and was learning a lot from him and, um, nothing malicious happened, but he had let me go because I, I realized like, well, let me know there was some maturing to do. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I realized some of this was attached to this ego. And I knew one of the greatest ways to, to break from the ego was through ayahuasca, through gain, gaining different perception. Um, yeah. A lot of people come out of ayahuasca journeys, with ego deaths, so to speak. So I was doing some research and found uh, Soul Quest, Ayahuasca Church of Mother Earth in Orlando, Florida, and went down there for uh, three ceremonies um, over the course of two days, and uh, that really opened my eyes. It really opened your eyes. Yeah. And and since that time, how many times have you have you done um, ayahuasca, or what, is is that just experience enough in and of itself? It is, uh, though I've sat with it eleven times. So okay. some people get enough out of it once. I've continued to go back. Um, the shaman that I worked with came out to Southern California a couple of times, reached out to me over Facebook, basically, like, you want to join? Uh, yes. And uh, after a couple of times, he actually asked me to help him facilitate a ceremony. So I've gotten to help him facilitate. And through these journeys, uh, I've actually seen that later in life, I will be sharing the medicine myself, um, stepping into more of a shamanic role and helping. So I'm getting to learn from the people doing it. Have you done it yet? Have Which you done part? it yet? Uh, uh, have you assisted? Oh, you, you just said that, right? You, you have assisted, but have you actually done a ceremony on your own or you're still working towards that? Oh yeah. No, I've, I've done 11 ceremonies where I sat and actually took the medicine. And then one, one of the ceremonies, which there was three over the course of the weekend, I was assisting, uh, helping facilitate him and helping uh, other people who were having a harder time move around and manipulating energy, playing the, uh, oh, how am I drawing a blank right now? The sound bowls. Yeah. The singing bowls or the sound yes. bowls. Yes. The bowls and spreading good energy. So, okay. So let me ask you, I'm all like, I'm getting excited. I was like, I want to participate because I, I really do feel like it's, it's yeah. like, it's, it's in my future, like in yeah. the very near future. future. Yes. When are you, when are you actually doing your, are you scheduled to do another event? Um, potentially at the end of the month, um, <gasps> maybe again in September. <laughs> uh, oh, but you, you're not locked in for sure. You don't know. Cause I just want to let the audience know this is beginning of July, you guys. So it just depends. This might actually, depending on, you are actually coming out on season three, Ryan. So, but depending on sequence, this might be, this might be in time for any of the audience members who are interested in it, or there might have been one event that, you know, that, but I'm definitely participating. I was like, awesome. Ryan, I awesome. was just like, no. Okay. So let me ask you, cause you've done it for, you know, like 11 times and could you let everyone know first, like the definition of a shaman is, and you know, if you could just, you know, tell the yeah. audience. Yeah, absolutely. A, a shaman is a spiritual guide who helps others uh, see different levels of consciousness through sharing of the plant medicines. I'm not going to call myself a shaman. I'm working towards that. Um, the, the shaman is a word I use with great respect. Many of them have trained since a young age, have been chosen by their tribe um, and, and done the medicine many, many times. Um, but essentially they're helping people navigate 
the spiritual world and to experience different levels of, levels of consciousness through these yeah. plant medicines. Right. Because we've seen, you know, I, you know, I've taken an interest in ayahuasca like many years ago, but then of course you go on YouTube and you search it. Right. And you're like, they're in the jungles and you start people like crying and you know what they look like is going crazy. But what I heard though, too, was that they're just saying, but remember like it's a YouTube story. So they're going to show you all this, but it's truly a beautiful experience. Although it might seem chaotic because I have had so many other people that I know have done ayahuasca. They've done it in a retreat in Beverly Hills. They've done it all around the world. But I think most people think that they have to go down to the forest because, you know, of South America, just simply because of the shaman who actually assists you into that spirit realm. And that is an incredibly important piece. You do want to make sure that you are with a very legit shaman who has lots of experience. Many people can vouch for them that they're bringing good energy because there are people out there that, uh, might not be using it for the best purposes. Um, I'd say that's, that's rare, but you definitely want to do your research on the shaman and make sure you are with someone who you can trust. That's very important. Set and setting is incredibly important here. This is not something you do alone. This is not something that, that you fuck around with. Like this is, this is serious business. Um, it will, shift your perspective in many ways. You may be out of control in ways that you never have been before. And you need Mm -hmm. to make sure someone is there who knows what they're doing and can take care of you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's just like everyone, you know, being able to hold space for each other. And that's another thing too, right? When you do shrooms, they always say, do it with people that, you know, that that will, that are really supportive of your energy. Well, cause you know, once you start do- dosing it or taking it in large volumes or you can't turn back yes. and whatever your experience is, is going to, and then you're also sharing energy with everyone around you, you know? So I will admit that I have microdosed everyone. <laughs> that was my first, uh, you know, but I mean, like I, you know, I was with a, a group of phenomenal people. And it was just absolutely amazing. And it wasn't a lot, but I was just saying like, you know, it was enough for me to like understand that, oh, if I, you know, um, it's just, it was just really eye opening. And, and I, you know, I even had a friend that was saying like, it was interesting, like she'd experienced anxiety before and she really felt like anxiety. She was like, she couldn't, she couldn't even explain it, but that the earth was pulling her anxiety out of her body. I mean, that's one experience guys, but I just feel like I am in that, in my, in that part of my spiritual journey where um, it is something that interests me greatly. And I was just like, you know, I don't think that there are accidents and um, we were introduced, Ryan. So, um, you know, if, you know, of course, offline, I'll probably have more talks about this with you, but uh I, I definitely feel like it's the next step of like spirituality for me. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing your, your friend's story. That is a big reason why a lot of people get into it. Um, many people come out of these different ceremonies, uh, mushrooms, LSD, ayahuasca, they're, they're all different, but they come out with less anxiety, uh, getting away from depression, less attachment to addictions, um, less attachment to ego and stress because you were shifting your perspective on things and seeing that you don't have as much attachment to this 3d world. You're seeing that we are all energy light being connected. Uh Absolutely. Yes, of course. You know, and, and, you know, it depends of course with each podcast guest, how deep I go into spirituality but, and I, I think I did share this when we got on a call together. I said like the big mission is to help bring the 5d consciousness down yeah. to 3d. And so I know that it is still a long, it's, it, it's a long, you know, it's a long journey, but I do feel like time, the chasm between 3d and 5d is really collapsing fast. If you could see, there's a lot of masculine divine masculines that are going through so many things. There's a lot of open, like, opening of doors and closing of doors that are happening so much faster because the universe is almost unfor it's almost in a way I, you know, I was talking to my spiritual t- one of my advisors, she was like, the universe is really unforgiving right now. So the, a lot of, a lot of things are in play in terms of people's 
spiritual growth and evolution so we can rise to that 5D consciousness and get there. But it's asking us to pull from a place that we've, you know, like, which is internal. And so that's why I'm saying like, I love doing podcasts like this and with guests like you, because of course I, I'll have everything from like, you know, business side to authors and all this kind of stuff but here in lies my mission. And it, it is to raise consciousness on every being mindful with every guest that I have and every message that I can share. So this makes it so much greater. Like I can, you know, I could talk to you and, you know, the definitions are easy, but I, I get it for anyone tuning into the audience. You know, like I know that there's a lot of things that we're throwing out on a deeply spiritual part, but I just wanted to give, give this to you guys as an audience, as this might be at one pathway. There are so many different pathways, you know? Yes. And I'm on a very similar mission. So that's why it's really awesome to be here. Uh, and I might throw out some things here that might sound a little, a little strange. Uh, but one of the things that you realize on these plant medicines is that we are not simply human beings given a soul at birth, living one life. Um, and then we, we have fate at the end of that determining where we go for the rest of existence. Rather, we are infinite spiritual beings temporarily experienced in this time and place called Earth in a human body. And one of the aspects of being an infinite spiritual being is we get to come back to Earth at, at times of our choosing. And I know we had talked about this uh, in our initial call, something called the Great Awakening going on, as you're mentioning, this shift to 5D yes. consciousness. And so we as these infinite spiritual beings chose to be here during this time of great change. And that is one of our purposes here that we're now waking up to, to realizing and being able to start sharing that. So it's, it's an honor to be here. And, no, and just to piggyback on that, that's exactly to the audience why I said the universe is very unforgiving. So here we are as infinite spirits, right? Or like having a human experience. Yeah. So when I say that the universe is unforgiving, it's because we have to remember who we are and what we came here for. And that's the one thing is when we agreed to come into this lifetime with these human bodies, we, for, we, we agreed to forget but we did agree too that we would create a journey and path to always remembering mm -hmm. or to, to being awakened to remember who we truly are. And so a lot of us are awakening in drove in like mass numbers, but it's nice because it's, it's easier now to, I would say right now, because like I said, dimensions are collapsing. Whereas like in 2008, when I had my you know, like when I first had my first awakening, I went down the, uh, what do you call this? The conspiracy theorist route. So it was very much a fearful route. And it was, uh, you know what I mean? I learned so much, but at the same time, it was very fearful. So my first thing was, you know, when I, when it clicked for me was a paradigm shift that no matter how much I would you know, I thought it was a noble thing to go out there and tell everyone all these truths. I had to understand first that the freedom lied within inside myself, but I still didn't know I'd have like a 10 to 12 year journey after that. But you know what I'm saying? And it's different. I'm not scaring anyone. I'm not saying it's 10 to 12 years. I'm just saying that every person has a different timeline. Mine was like sometimes stretched out because there was other stuff that were involved in it. Absolutely. And to yeah. give some context to people who um, maybe haven't experienced these different states of consciousness, and this might sound a little woo woo. I always like to bring it back to the scientific side of things. So if you look into quantum physics at a very basic level, um, you'll see that if you take a microscope and keep zooming in, you'll find at the core, we're just empty space and energy. And you may have seen it in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the quantum realm. There's different rules. Things behave differently. And again, at the core, we're just interconnected web of energy. And with that, the first law of thermodynamics, energy can either be created nor destroyed, only change forms. Change forms. So if all we are is energy, and energy can either be created nor destroyed, only change forms, that means we've been around for billions of years, just shifting forms. And that goes back to this choice of manifesting in this form right now 
for this very brief moment in our existence in this human body, which is why there's less stress and less attachment to the day to day. Got it. Now, are you, Ryan, are you inclined to ever like share an experience of what the consciousness shift is like when you are on ayahuasca? I mean, I know it's, you know, it's deeply personal for each person, but if, if there's anything like an, as an example that you're willing to share. Sure. Absolutely. And I think it'd be good to also give some context as to what ayahuasca is. Uh, yes. are familiar with that. So ayahuasca is a brew that originally discovered in the Amazon. Um, with the active ingredient being DMT, dimethyltryptamine. Now, DMT is something we create endogenously, meaning naturally in our own bodies. Some people think it's from the pineal gland, others think it's in our spine. Uh, this is released in near-death experiences. So many people who have these experiences and say, oh, I saw God, and come back, it's very similar to that. Um, it's also naturally produced in many, many plants, mammals, um, all over the world. This is a very natural substance all around us that gives us access to this spiritual realm. It's called the spirit molecule. And so ayahuasca um, is naturally occurring in our body. We have an enzyme that breaks it down so that we're not just tripping all the time. Um, so what ayahuasca does is it mixes the DMT with the capstrani bind that inhibits that enzyme and allows for a four to six hour experience on this DMT in the spirit realm. So I'll give an experience from uh, my first ceremony. There was, there was many, but uh, I was a division one wrestler, as you mentioned in the intro. And one of the objectives of a wrestler is uh, to gain total control over yourself. And then in, in the form of not eating or drinking and getting yourself into shape and then using that to gain control over others. And so one of the things that I held on to internally was always needing to be in control. I don't really drink to the point where I can't control myself or even drive. Um, and one of the lessons in that first ayahuasca ceremony, um, I, I got a little cocky with it. Like I was like, I'll take a cup and a half. Everyone was starting with a cup. Nothing was really happening. And everyone was throwing up around me. I'm like, I'm good. That's happening. I start doing a little yoga. I'm just, and I get very primal on, on DMT and on ayahuasca and started, started thrashing around. Um, I get very primal. A line for where it comes out and everything. But um, it's kind of like thrashing around there to a point where I did not have control over myself. Um, and one of the, one of the lessons in that was, Hey bro, like you're always trying to be in control. Like you don't need to control everything. Sometimes you just let go, go with the flow of the universe. Like we got you. Um, another part of that was as I was thrashing around, I started inside, uh, the shaman came in playing his, long wooden flute type of thing <laughs> uh, to try to call me down and uh he's like he needs to be with mother nature and so it took five on other ceremonies i've been able to like get up in the middle of ceremony kind of walk around this was very strong ayahuasca um, <laughs> five grown-ass men to pick me up like walk me outside lay me face down to the earth i felt my body literally melt in, into the earth i was like felt such a deep connection with, with Pachamama, uh, Mother Earth, and that led me to do solar sails for, for about six months. Um, not too, too long after that, I was like, oh, I'm going to help the Earth there. Um, and one thing that I also did, they, they laid me face down, and uh, I'll give a little context before I say what happened face down, but leading up to ayahuasca, there's a dieta, um, which is essentially where you cut out all the toxic stuffs from your diet. Um, you're cutting out red meats, dairies, fermented foods, spicy food, caffeine, alcohol, lots of stuff. I mean, you're giving up sex for a week or two or like any kind of. Oh, you're literally purging everything out of your body. It's a, it's a deep cleanse. And I, for most of my life, uh, I did sports year round. Um, 
I mean, I worked out, I worked out really hard still do, but I was like, Hey, if I, if I work out hard enough, like I can eat whatever I want, uh, which had led my body failing me in, in college wrestling. I got overtraining syndrome, adrenal fatigue, burnout, it goes by different names. Um, and I felt awful all the time, just very heavy. It was like, I was carrying around handbills. My head was always foggy. I was, I was getting sick all the time. Um, just in a really bad energetic state and the hard I worked, the worse it got. And again, I thought I like, I'm working out hard enough. I can eat whatever I want. I was eating a lot of like microwave dinners and just crap basically. Um, and the day I had to clean me out of a lot of that. And so coming back to the ceremony, face down in the earth and they start going, this is not something most people do afterwards. I like, after I came out, I was like, I really do that. Like what? You were eating the dirt in the ground in the earth. And one of the lessons there was like, Hey, you've been eating all this shit. Like <laughs> more stuff from the earth. Like, Eat me, be clean. I went a whole lot more whole food plant-based after that. Um, I'm definitely not vegan or even vegetarian, but I, I am a lot more whole food plant-based. Like leading up to that point, I didn't really eat vegetables. I love vegetables, uh, eat a lot more clean. Um, so that was just one experience, but that was a really good one. <laughs> that was your first experience of ayahuasca though. That was my first, all those things. Oh my God. And then in your first, like you said, you went to Orlando, you did three ceremonies, right? Does, mm-hmm. does everyone have to partake in three ceremonies or no. did you want? Many, many opt out. There was a choice for three ceremonies. I saw that there was different lessons to be gained through each one. And I'm really grateful I did three. Like mm-hmm. on the third one, I decided to do three cups, which is that's a lot. Um, and <laughs> I, I saw the interconnected web of consciousness and, and Buddhist, uh, it's the mandala. It's actually there on my necklace. Wow. Um, it's like the universe. It's the interconnectedness of all life. And so I saw us all as like this spider web and like one part of the spider web was connected with every other part of the spider web, but we were all just like these dew droplets on there. And I could feel everybody around me. I was like calling out to them. <laughs> I was like, there's some bad vibes. I'm trying to give good vibes. It's like, like, oh, you were loud. Like, I'm trying to raise everyone up. Um, but it, it, were you one of the loudest in the group? Yeah. <laughs> bit, yeah. A lot of people. Uh, yeah. I got, I got very primal and a lot came out. Okay. But Ryan, like, so seriously, okay, there's only, is there only one shaman assisting or there's, there's, there's a shaman and then there's multiple assist. Okay. At this, yeah, at this ceremony, there was a shaman, but there was also like 20 facilitators that were there to help. Got it. And, and are they on, do they take ayahuasca too? Uh, not while they're facilitating, uh, different, indifferent. Um, ceremonies sometimes they will they'll take a smaller dose just to uh, be in that space with you uh-huh. um, but in this particular ceremony they, they were not oh got it okay yeah. so so if for instance because you've assisted already when you do assist do you take it or like if you do you probably just take a small dose i did yeah a smaller dose okay yeah, yeah it's just I, people that still I, Again, that was that was incredibly strong. I was like, <laughs> wow. um, most of the time, I, every other experience after those three, I've been able to, like, you're you're in and out of it. Like, you can stand up and walk to the bathroom if you need, um, and, and still have some level of consciousness. But then, in other times, you're completely gone. There is no ego. There is no sense of Ryan and self. You were just one with the universe and spirit realm and seeing these different spirits. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible, but there's, again, on a smaller dose, you, you do have oftentimes it's, it's different with each person. Um, but for me, at least I had the ability to still walk around and really help people out. 
Now, okay, let me ask you, like when people talk about shrooms, before I think even microdosing was still available, because microdosing has become more popular in the recent years, because people are, are doing that even during the work time. Yes. But they always said, like from what I know of my friends that did shrooms, they always said, it's also better to be in a good space, not even just like, not just the friends that surround you, that if you are you ha- in life, you have to be in a better space. Would you recommend that that is the case for everyone? Or do they, do they come like, I'm, I'm bringing all my fucking baggage and shit with me. Sorry, I don't really, I don't really cuss during podcasts, but it just, you know what I mean? This is going to get real because I'm pretty sure people are going to be interested in this stuff. Yeah. Um, and p- different people carry around different levels of baggage. And one of the beautiful things about those is sometimes they help you work through that. So set and setting is definitely incredibly important. You want to make sure you're around the right people who are going to bring good energy, who aren't going to be freaking out. You want to make sure there's no responsibilities on your plate that you're worrying about. Like, oh, I got to get this done for work or this person's going to call me and I'm going to have to answer and try to talk in this state. Like, I don't want to have to talk. Um, and maybe want to be around nature. Oftentimes I want to get outside when I really do it. Cause you, you feel a deep connection to the earth. You're like, Oh, this is mother earth supporting me. I want to be around and in this and around the trees and feel the breeze and feel the sun. Uh, yes. so definitely incredibly important to be in the right space. This isn't something you want to do in a busy apartment with lots of people coming in and out Right. No, but in most cases, like even internally on a personal level, yeah. like I'm assuming that people that are wanting to do plant medicine or ayahuasca are like in this state of like one, they're like either wanting to get some deeper answers to questions in life, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're going through major change, yeah. right? Because that's what I was going to say. And I think that some people often in the past, until it started becoming more popular or people started having a better understanding of it, you know, you're, you're a brilliant like market, you know, in marketing and, and you're able to actually hold your career and be able to do it brilliantly. I think people have this thing about like, if I do ayahuasca, am I, yeah. am I going to be okay? Am I going to lose everything? Am I yeah. going to become woo woo and this spiritual thing? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I mean, could you answer that? I mean, has it helped so much professionally? It certainly helps um, in the way, in like my energy levels, like everyone at the office, like you're always good vibes. Like you're never in a mm-hmm. bad mood. Like yeah, bringing the good energy. Someone today was, uh, one of the girls at the office today was like, hey, can you like help me out? People tell me you're like a motivator. Like energy, can you like can you help me with this? <laughs> You're all here, take a cup of ayahuasca now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 only for people that feel called to it. Uh, I wouldn't like say push this on on yeah. everyone, but for people that do want those insights, it certainly uh, can provide a very different perspective. Um, so to kind of answer your question, like it affects different people differently. Some mm-hmm. people. I'd say it's a very small percentage of people take it and go full hippie. Sure. Um, but it does happen to some people because they're, they realize like, Oh wait, this 3d realm is a matrix. This reality that I mm-hmm. thought was my life is not necessarily not my life <laughs> base reality. Like this is the reality that we can experience in this 3d consciousness but it's not necessarily base reality. So they want to spend more time around mother nature and exploring those realms of consciousness. But for many people, they can bring back the lessons, integrate it and really use that to improve their, their health their their diet, get rid of old bad habits that were holding them back, improve their relationships because they're not holding on to old baggage that was uh, potentially from other relationships like, now affecting this one because they've been able to process these things, maybe repairing relationships with family. There's so many benefits that come out of it because especially with ayahuasca, it makes you go deep and really process a lot of things that you've been holding on to, gain a different perspective on that so you can come out a happier, healthier human, which is why sharing the medicine is part of 
my future. Uh, it's what I feel called is to that, do. Is that what you feel that you're called to do? Yeah. Um, I really see myself using earth medicine as the beginning to help people integrate mind, body, and soul into one holistic higher self. Mm-hmm. And then combining that with all the personal development that I've done working on the mindset stuff, along with all the body optimizations um, to really integrate the lessons that they get from the earth medicines, plant medicines, um, earth medicines, are slightly different. That includes even more, but um, integrate the lessons that they get from that into the real world so that they can, again, have better relationships, uh, more health, more abundance in their life and so much more. Well, it seems like it, yeah, I mean, like this has been such an amazing conversation though, Ryan, but it seems like you really tapped into a true authentic part of yourself, like for you. And I just really want to commend you and say, thank you so much for just sharing yourself authentically, you, especially your journey as a young man. And that's what I'm saying. And I want you to know, Ryan, I've known a lot of, you know, men and friends that have gone through that, down that journey of like wanting to, you know, like learn how to date, you know, women and all this kind of stuff. And it's, here's the thing, authentically, we're, even us on the other side, as women, we're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to figure men out. And, but I think we are truly coming into this amazing time in life where the true divine masculine and the true divine feminine are really coming into play now. They're learning to embrace that part. And as we all continue to heal, you're just going to start to see so much more, you know, amazing things happen with like consciousness and the way we just operate as human beings. Right. Cause that's what I'm saying is all these things about being cool are no longer, no longer serving us. It took me a long time to truly, um, you know, I was going through so many different patterns in relationship with with men. It wasn't, you know what I mean? And, and then at, at which point I was just like, God, is this the same guy, different name tag. Yep. Little did I know that, you know, mine was a longer journey simply because, you know, maybe I should have taken ayahuasca earlier, but you know, mine was more of like, I didn't realize that I was a huge empath and that I wasn't creating healthy boundaries. And one, I wasn't really loving myself to my true capacity. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everything was out in the exterior and, and literally it has to take that shift within to understand that everything on the exterior is because of everything in the interior. It is. And that was a huge shift for me as well. Cause when I first got into that improvement kind of dating world, I did turn into a bit of a douche. Focused on the exterior things. Like what do I say? Like, how do I need to behave? I had this perception in my head of the guy I needed to be. And uh, this, among other things, helped me shift to the more spiritual things. Like, who do I need to be internally and spiritually to the world? Okay. Well, I, I know there were things like, um, oh gosh, I, I came across someone, a good friend of mine before, and he, he, he went through the same thing too. But it was all about rejecting the girl. Right. I, I don't know if that's like the douche side of it, but I was like, yeah, I totally fell for that shit. You know what I mean? And it was, and it's sad, but that that's, that's 3d that's psychology. That's yes. being in the ego. Yes. If you don't know, that's why they say, Oh, the narcissist's worst um, nightmare is an educated empath. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in, in the future, narcissism, sociopath, all of that is not going to play a difference or role once we're all in the 5D. All of those are just definitions or places to categorize in the psyche in terms of like, you know, in terms of us being in the ego. Once we reach that place of being in the 5D, none of that, all of that just becomes irrelevant, you know? It, it does. Um, that is... God consciousness, uh, Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness. You wanna, uh, see it. And once in that space, you just see the world as, again, interconnected web of consciousness and, and love as the highest frequency. And that's where you really, you, you come to the world operating out of a place of love, um, not just yourself or the ones around you, just being an energy of love for everybody and exuding that. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I could go on forever and ever and talking about this just because I have such a curiosity. However, we, I, you know, for purposes of, you know, giving people, you know, instead of going for long uh, lengths of time, I'm pretty sure that I would, you know, I'm very interested in actually taking that next step. Um, and then maybe doing another series or a podcast and talking about that experience, Ryan. But if, you know, if there's anything that you want to share first or like with the audience in general of like a message that you'd like to share, is yeah. there anything that you'd like to leave the, the audience with? Yeah. If I could share anything, it'd just be to love yourself. Um, when you love yourself, you naturally fuel yourself with better uh, foods. You naturally get out there and exercise. You naturally surround yourself with good people who are going to raise you up rather than pull you down. And it's kind of like the analogy of uh, the oxygen on the airplane. When the oxygen masks uh, fall, they say you got to put it on yourself first before you put it on someone else. So you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. You have to love yourself first before you can love others. So Love yourself deeply and you'll be able to bring that energy to the world and really be of greater service to humanity. Well, amazing. And I know you're all already practicing that because it absolutely shows in your soul and spirit. And thank you for sharing that here on the 8 Billion Podcast today. Now, Ryan, if anyone is interested in either getting a hold of you to learn more about like either one, of course, about Connected, if anyone's, of course, interested in digital marketing, if you are that person in the audience or if they, they are interested more in doing or going down that path of plant medicine, how would they be able to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would just be on Instagram at uh, Ryan Forrest. That's R-Y-A-N, the number four, E-S-T. Feel free to shoot me a direct message. I'd be happy to talk with you. Awesome. So you heard that audience. And for anyone tuning in, we'll put that in the description box, either on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify. But I just want to say thank you again, Ryan, from the bottom of my heart for being on this week's episode of 8 Billion. And I just want to thank the audience for tuning in to this episode. Um, And I am, you know, I'm super grateful for all the love and support. So thank you again. And Thank you again, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.